0: it is Wednesday. It is Wednesday, right guys? It's Wednesday. Allegedly. Humpity hump. All right. Oh man. It's right here in the middle of the week where I start to get antsy. I don't know where to go. I don't know whether to go to the past. I don't know whether to go forward. Do I start predicting the future? Do I start interpreting what's already happened? I don't know. Wednesdays, but you guys are here. Uh, you're watching the show. Thank you for that. I want to, uh, I'm going to give you analo- an analogy, but I'm not going to do it yet. I'm going to make you wait. I'm going to make you wait 15 minutes. <laughs> Seems like a long time, but it's really not because I see you guys in the live chat say, oh, my God, I can't believe the show's already over with. Our first segment's always 15 minutes long, and, and most of the time, the live chat, people that are watching live on social media, on YouTube, let's be specific, It'll start showing up until segment two, till the B block. I'm going to save it till we've got a bigger audience, because I'm going to blow your mind with an analogy. It's going to put a lot of things in perspective. Something that if we would get back to this, uh, it, would, uh, it would have saved our country. It would have stopped us from getting to where we are. Now I don't know if we're savable. I don't know if we're salvageable. I don't know if we're redeemable at this point. Uh, so you're going to have to wait. And that's okay. You can wait. A lot of things to talk about, not the least of which is it seems that uh, my Texas Rangers are now poised to win the World Series. They won last night in stellar fashion. You know, I'm always careful when I go on social media and start uh, saying, you know, I'm a Georgia Bulldog. I say, go dogs!" People, I'm so disappointed in you. (laughs) Well, they literally got all of my money for tuition. So I, I spent a lot of time there. I'm disappointed in you. Well, that's where I went to school. I think I have the right to pull for them. What Texas team do you like? None of them. Literally none of them. I wish the Texas teams could beat each other. It's my choice. All's fair in love and war and college football. And I grew up a Braves fan. I grew up in Georgia, so I was an Atlanta Braves fan. I, somebody told me today that I've got a fake-ass accent and a fake-ass cowboy hat and all this is pretend. No, no, I, I – I, I, um, there's a lot that's maybe fake about me. It's not those things. <laughs> um, but as a Braves fan, growing up there, I didn't miss a game, man. But, I, you know, I've been in uh, Texas now, specifically Fort Worth, 21 years. Yeah, 21, 22 years. I love the Texas Rangers. I'm happy to see what they're doing. I think they're going to do it. But, again, can't count the Diamondbacks out, man. They, they, they might come back. They could. Stranger things have happened. But um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited they could win the World Series tonight, and I will be there, sipping on tequila and watching that game. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But Pete, you put that—you put sports stuff on on social media. God forbid. So what I've been doing is I've been like, what do you think the score is going to be? How many home runs do you think they're going to hit? You know, the kind of the
1: yeah, a little engagement farming,
0: stupid engagement farming. Yeah, that's right. Just to get yeah. people talking. Simpler time
1: when the tribal politics was just about who was going to win the World Series. Yeah. I, kinda, I look back on that and like, what an innocent era that was when all we argued about was sports. Yeah.
0: Now, yeah. everything's politicized. I mean, I, if I wanted to make a post about what I'm thinking about is I would remind you that the Texas Rangers are the only baseball organization in Major League Baseball that didn't have a pride night. There Something to be said for that. And I'm shocked that we're still here after yesterday's episode. <laughs> I watched my rant on the gay museum and, and I thought about it. I was very proud of it. I was quite, quite happy with my rhetoric. Um, that's a phrase that'll probably be used against me. But I remind everybody that I, I wasn't, again, people say, well, it's, it's, it's hate towards a certain community. No, it's not. It's hate towards the idea of a museum for that certain community. <laughs> that's what I said. It's not my fault that you guys turn everything into a debaucherous circus. Um, I mean, and again, all I got to do is just show you the clips of what you guys do. You you can watch the film. You can watch the video of how you guys devolve into your sexual appetites. Again, you know, and you need to watch Overtime. We taped it yesterday with Sarah Gonzalez, where Sarah made a very astute point about when you define your identity, by your sexuality what what do you expect our uh, our friend um uh kaya Reich, reichich i never i'm never sure if i she's a friend and i'm still never sure
1: i think it's uh, i think chaya, chaya reichich i it's hard i just call her libs of tiktok
0: libs of tiktok yeah chaya uh, i've never met her in person but we've done numerous things together like on people's shows where we do news hits or whatever Chaya reichick So we know each other we know who each other is who we are I guess I don't know I speak for a living I love her I think she's great she's a she's a nice person but she's a smart smart lady And um they had her on the glossary of extremism now I don't know if any of you have ever been on a list I've been on a few. I'm still on a few. Still one of my proudest moments is I was in the top 10 of uh, of uh, largest. What's the phrase? They, it was uh, who expressed the most hate towards the gay community.
1: You got in the top 10 bigots on, the, on top Twitter? Top 10.
0: <laughs> this was a British publication. They put us. Uh, uh, Chaya made that list, too. And it was all because in our tweets we used the word, it was in terms of interaction and responses to what we said on things like Twitter, it was because of our use of the word groomer and the responses we got to that. Um, it could be a little uh, weird when you know that you're on a list. Very, um, very Nazi Germany. Very communist Russia. Very 21st century America. But uh, she was on a thing for the Glossary of Extremism. And uh, she's an Orthodox Jew. Uh, She's written the children's book. You know, she's a former real estate agent. I mean, it sounds deadly to me. Uh, And, of course, in their glossary, they they include a lot of various Nazi organizations and mass-murdering terrorist groups like Hamas and ISIS, even the KKK. And so she got tired of it, and she told them that she said they had till yesterday, October 31st, to remove the defamatory uh, entry before she would take action, legal action. And the Anti-Defamation League, they did it. They took her off the list. And, of course, you know what that did. That drew the ire of certain ones in the LGBTQ uh, Ari Drennan, LGBT program director at Media Matters, uh, bemoaned the e- efficacy of Libs of TikTok, noting that it has been shaping public policy in a real way and affecting teachers' ability to feel safe in their classrooms. Libs of TikTok is shaping our entire political conversation about the rights of LGBTQ people to participate in society. See, this is why I went on the rant yesterday because this is the kind of thing that pisses me off. This, this is the sort of thing that bugs the piss out of me to say that one Twitter account from a former real estate agent is um, shaping the entire political conversation. Now, if you're not familiar with Libs of TikTok, what she does is she posts videos of actual people saying actual things. Um, you can walk away from those videos with whatever interpretation you so choose. And... Um, Shia has been. has uh, been. She's been doxxed, you know. And so, I mean, they, they, you know, they they reveal where she is her location, who she is. They they they. She was under libs of TikTok. They doxxed her by revealing her real name. They dead named her, if you will. <laughs> she identified as a Twitter handle, and um. Harvard Kennedy School professor Juliet Kayyem, a supposed expert on terrorism who served as the Department of Homeland Security's assistant secretary for intergovernmental affairs in the Obama administration, cited Raichek as an example of stochastic terrorist. Well, that's a mouthful. She's a stochastic terrorist, um, said that uh, wanted to uh, ostracize Raichek and and, uh, neutralize her reporting, allegedly pushing hard for X to shut down her account and uh, put her in the glossary of extremism. See, this is the thing. When you have a program director for LGBT at Media Matters, when you have the Anti-Defamation League on your team pushing for you to be shut down, even though, again, they blinked, when you have Harvard Kennedy School professor... Uh, speaking out on your behalf, when you have um, <laughs> all these different folks out there who are speaking out on behalf of your group, you're not, you can't claim ostracization and, and marginalization and oppression anymore. You, ju- you just can't. You are a part of mainstream society. And here's the thing. Nobody, nobody is talking about your average rank and file gay person. Doesn't mean we approve of your life or your lifestyle. You have a right to live. I I approve you as a human being. How about that? Doesn't mean I want to, you know, watch you get janky with each other. I don't want to see your swinging pecker walking down the street under a rainbow flag. I don't want to see your parade floats that are very phallic. I I don't want to see any of that stuff. But again, I can disagree with you. But I don't care about the average rank and file person who's living their own life in their own way, making their own sexual preferences, doing their own thing and leaving everybody else alone. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who are trying to influence children, who are trying to change language, who are manufacturing oppression, who are creating a sense of victimhood that doesn't exist, wanting everybody to apologize to you, wanting everybody to grovel at your feet, to make room for you when society's already done that. Ah, it's not my responsibility to recognize you. You be who you want to be. I don't have to recognize you. I don't have to recognize anybody. But the fact that certain things that are, I believe are extreme behavior on the part of a certain community, when that's called out or revealed uh, the way Shia has done that with the lips of TikTok, then I think you gotta, you got to make an explanation for your behavior. Because if you're going to take, if you, if take into account that these people belong to your movement— then I think you're the one maybe that needs to do some apologizing. Maybe you're the one that needs to do some groveling at the feet of society and say, hey, we do have some elements among us that are causing all of the freedoms we've been given, all of the rights that we've been allotted, all of these things we fought for so many years to be recognized. Now, they're they're a detriment, not only to our community, but to society at large. And I think that that's what Libs of TikTok has revealed. In uh, Alejandro... Alejandra Carabella, who is a radical transvestite. Those are my favorite kind. Those are my favorite kind, radical transvestites. Uh, And a Harvard Law School clinical instructor who testified before the House Oversight and Reform Subcommittee on Civil Rights and Civil Liberties in December. Now, understand, we have a transvestite who I think is a man that identifies as a woman with a name like alejandra i'm gonna go with that who had the ability to go testify before the house and Over- house oversight and reform subcommittee on civil rights and civil liberties had the ability to go do that now that doesn't sound like a marginalized person to me because I, I i mean can you tell me back in nazi germany i mean is there any test cases any anything we can look at pull up a you know a a, a proof file there to say you know what in Nazi Germany, they were all the time just letting the Jews come in and testify on their behalf. Were they? I don't think they could. I don't think they were letting Jews do that. I mean, they were showing them to the train cars. They were showing them to the showers. They were showing them to the ovens. They were showing them to the concentration camps, but they didn't have the right to go talk to uh, Germany's equivalent of the House Oversight, Oversight and Reform Subcommittee on Civil Rights and Civil Liberties, did they? No, but A radical transvestite has the right to go do that. Doesn't sound like a marginalized group to me. But here's what he slash she whatever said, said the Anti-Defamation League are a bunch of effing cowards caving to this terrorist. Really? Shia Ryshek. I'm going to call her up say I didn't know it was so easy to be a terrorist in this day and age. I mean... Forget the fact that, and by the way, we got the story wrong. It wasn't Utah, it was Colorado, which is where that amusement park was, where they found the the dead guy in a women's bathroom. And now, it's three days since that story came out. Notice, nothing else has been said about that story. Isn't that fascinating? Should tell you everything you need to know about that story. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was a person of color. Probably a brown person, not a black person. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there was maybe something going on there, maybe there was a little history there that of a quote unquote marginalized group that they don't want to bring attention to. I'm just going out on a limb. Just the fact cuz it cuz let me tell you something. If it was a red hat wearing white Trump supporter that they found in a women's bathroom with bombs and grenades, And uh, fake or not fake, handguns and rifles, it would be all they are freaking talking about. So when you have an actual terrorist, like the person they found, who God knows what they were there to do with pipe bombs in an amusement park, they don't talk about that. But Shia Raishik is a terrorist. Ah, ah. For posting videos of your behavior. Now, I know I've, I've, I've beat the hell out of this topic, but it's one that seriously pisses me off. And that's why I went on the rant yesterday, because I'm really sick of people who have manufactured oppression, putting everybody else in a, in a, in a chokehold to where they can't speak, they can't talk, they can't function without fear of uprising or being put on a list because we call your stupid behavior out. So I'm one of those guys that's going to keep. And again, don't care about the rank and file, gay, lesbian. I don't care. You mind your own business, mind your own business. But the radical folks out there that identify under some kind of alphabet soup. I'm tired of the rhetoric, tired of the rhetoric. Hey, listen, if you're a radical tranny and you need some skin care. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen. The brand new Cell 3 is finally here. The most advanced Cell ever. Cell 3 combines hyaluronic acid, iceril, goji berry, caffeine, green tea, going to make your bags, your puffiness disappear along with the dark circles, fine lines, crow's feet, and firm up your eye contour area. And for the longevity of your skin, this is the first Cell to provide instant hydrating minerals so it feels like a facial at the spa. Now, the new Cell 3 is included in the Cell Fall Classics package at a crazy introductory discount. The Fall Classics package also includes the Cell jawline treatment for a firmer, tighter neck and jawline. You also get the classic Cell XV Anti-Wrinkle Moisturizer and the Vitamin C Deep Firming Serum. I'm talking to you, ladies. It's like a free spa treatment every day. I use the stuff. And I ain't no lady. You know what I'm saying? Listen, if you don't look 10 years younger and get compliments everywhere you go, you can get your money back. No questions asked. Go to genusel.com watchchad for deep discounts on this amazing fall package. You can call them 800-SKIN-211. And for results in 12 hours or less, the immediate effects include is included free. So get ready for your Thanksgiving get-together. Go to Genyacel.com slash WatchChad. Call them 800-SKIN-21. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash WatchChad. We'll be right back. Yeah, you know, I tell my girlfriend all the time, she loves the GeniusCell stuff. She loves it. I mean, it's like, it's like monkeys... Monkeys on a pile of, of candy bars, man. They just You throw a bucket of that out there. Whoop, 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 whoop. Her and her sister and sister-in-law and her mother, all of them. Well, they just climb into that box of Cell when it shows up. And I told her, I said, don't be going and getting your face lasered and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to tell you all a story. I shouldn't do this. She texted me this morning. She was pissed off, man. She was pissed off. She's ready to go scorched earth on this, uh, this uh, skin salon, spa, whatever, down where we live in Montgomery County. If you're curious about where it is, you, you can message her and find out. I'm not going to call them out on this forum. But she had a gift card that was given to her. Her mother gave her for like 750 bucks, which means, I don't know, you can go get some moisturizer or something. <laughs> These places are expensive. And uh, she went in there, and she had two cards, and she accidentally threw the good one away. She went in there, used it, and accidentally threw, the, threw it in the trash, immediately called them and said, hey, um, immediately called them and said, I did this, and they said, we got that We got it. Here's the number for it. It's still good. Use it. So she went in there this morning and visited with them, and they said, Yeah, you're going to have to pay and blah, 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 blah. And that card's no good anymore. She's like, I talked to the manager. And they said, Well, we've been overridden by the manager. And she's like, But I talked to the manager. And they wouldn't do it. And so I'm like, Y'all have made a mistake. Nobody pisses off a woman when you get between her and her skincare. I'm like, Just get the ginger cell, baby. Just get the Genius Cell. Um, <laughs> she's like, y'all don't know what you have done. That girl will call everybody in Montgomery County. She'll call every woman in, in the Woodlands, Texas and tell them about this place. Not honoring her gift card. All right, I promise you guys an analogy. I'm going to give you one. Um, I love how I come back from breaking. Uh, seven text messages show up all at once. I'm in studio, people. Let's say that... Um, Let's say that, well, I'll tell you a story. i put it like this. Back, back in the day, I had a little farm south of Atlanta, Georgia. And it uh, wasn't, wasn't a big place. Just It was, it was you know, a few acres out there. And I had a big field out back. It was about five acres that uh, was kind of like one big backyard. So I'd mow that thing and uh, get out there on my little riding lawnmower, you know. And I'd spend hours back there mowing that deal. It was a little lawnmower. And, uh... My wife at the time, you know, she she said, we're going to get you a bigger bigger something to mow. You know, we're going to get you a bigger mower. And so uh, she surprised me one day, and I came home, and there was one of those big, wide, zero-radius turn mowers. You know, one of the things you could just knock it out. Spent a lot of money on this thing, and she told me, she said, you know what, even the kids broke the piggy banks and pitched in. They wanted to really, they, we really wanted to give you this because we want to, you know, just wanted to, just do something nice for you. You spend so much time working around here. So I went out and mowed with the thing. I loved it, dude. It was, it was good. It was efficient, man. And it really kept the place looking good. And um, About a week later, she came in and, and I was out back and I was mowing with the old mower again. And she said, uh, what happened to the new mower? I said, I gave it away. She said, what do you mean you gave it away? I said, well, the neighbor's. Yard needed some stuff going on the folks right down the, the road there, and uh, they got a big spot out there too. And and theirs was kind of getting overgrown, so I, I gave it to them. She said, "So you mean you loaned it to them?" I said, "No, no, I gave it to them." She goes, "Did they buy it from you?" No, no, I gave it to them. It's theirs. It's not ours anymore. I, I'm just going to keep using this. She said, "Well, why would you do that?" I said, "Well, they needed it. Well, I know they needed it, but we're going to need it too because the grass here is going to grow again." I said, "Now nah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll, get a, we'll get another one at some point in time. Well, who's going to take care of ours? We, we sacrificed to give you this incredible gift. Even the kids chipped in and broke the piggy banks, man, invested in this gift for you, and you just gave it to someone else. We don't understand that. Now, first of all, none of that ever happened. But I want to point out something. Let me figure out why America is giving everything away I mean you and I are paying taxes well you are I don't pay them so much <laughs> I don't believe in them but you and I are pay. I mean we pay taxes we break the piggy banks year after year we sign and you know hope we read the fine print hope the CPA was right hope we don't get in trouble send that amount of money in and and uh the government takes it and they, they do things. They make roads and deliver the mail and, you know, supplies with the military, defense and security. Supposedly take care of our borders and protect us, right? Educate our children, supposedly. Do all these things. We, 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 we invest in them so that our lives can be easier. And um, they're not. And what they do is they take all of our stuff that we've invested in and then give it away. They're giving our military stuff to Ukraine. Now we're talking about giving it to Israel. All over the, all over the world, we're just giving stuff away. We're not loaning it. They're not going to give it back to us. They're not buying it from us. There's no, there's no payment plan. We're just giving it to our neighbors and saying, here, you need it. And we'll, be, we'll, we'll figure out something later on. We've already stated over and over again that we're seven years behind on our missile production because we've given seven years worth of missile production away to Ukraine. So we're literally seven years behind. We've talked about shortages of ammunition. We've talked about, uh, well, I mean, forget the fact that our, our, you know, they've lessened the requirements for our military members in terms of physical training, Uh, physical performance. I I saw a picture uh, this morning of a group of military women in uniform holding a big pride flag out. Every one of them was overweight. I mean, forget that they're lesbians, whatever. Um, But every one of them was working with about a 30% body fat percentage. Uh, These are are, supposed to be trained fighting people, right? So we've just sacrificed it all in the name of just ah we'll lower the standards for us and we'll give it all to our neighbors now back in world war ii when we did that we didn't just give away stuff they bought it from us they paid us now they might have had to pay us back later on but again this was a this was a program which like okay you need missiles we'll sell them to you but we're not just going to give it to you what happened to that plan $33 $33 trillion later in debt, what happened to that idea? This idea that, oh, we're just gonna let you have it for free. See, we have an open border, and they're coming in military-aged men compared to women and children that are coming in. They're coming in fifty to one. Fifty to one. Now you can check my math on that, but I think I'm pretty close. Fifty to one military-aged men. Military-aged men coming into this country compared to women and children. And we've, we've effectively bankrupted and disarmed ourselves. We've given away the lawnmower. We've handed it off to other nations who need to cut their grass. Are they, going, are they even going to use it? I, I don't know. But are they even going to say thank you? You know, Kuwait is one of the, most, is one of the wealthiest countries in the world. I mean, they got a lot of oil over there. Kuwait's got a lot of cash. I don't remember ever getting a thank you card from Kuwait from what we did in uh, Desert Storm. Anything? We never got it. Maybe it got lost in the mail. We didn't get a we didn't get a gift card to, you know, to the to the salon. <laughs> I mean, we we didn't they did so much as send us a pocket knife to say thanks um (laughs) where's the payment plan we're over here bankrupt and we're just giving our stuff away the logic behind that is is not only ludicrous it's insulting because every one of you when I was telling the lawnmower story mower story you're going you're a dumbass why would you do that your kids broke the piggy banks to buy you a new lawnmower and you just gave it to the neighbor what the hell but we turn a blind And when our government continues to print cash and then give everything we have away, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, at no no level of any explanation in this world of your human experience does any of that logic make any sense. But here we are. Here we are, folks. And they're going to take it. There's a Hamas official who's avowed now to... um, Repeat the horrific terror attacks on Israel that happened earlier this month. They said, we're going to do it again and again until the country is completely destroyed. Uh says that Israel has no place on our land. Ghazi Hamad, uh, he's part of the decision-making political bureau of Hamas, uh, warned the Gaza leadership would replicate the coordinated October 7th. And yet we have political extremists, and they, I'll call them that, like the squad in Washington, D.C., who are calling for a ceasefire, saying, no, you can't fight back. Hamas says they're going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming. It behooves Israel to defend itself and to fight back and to exact justice and and have vengeance and vindication. But I was asked this morning, I was on Sean Spicer's show, and said, you know, "Do do we put our military boots on the ground? I said, at this stage in the game, knowing what we know? No, we don't we don't and uh we don't need to keep supplying them with our stuff let's keep our lawnmowers here at home and the people riding the lawnmowers now they can buy it from us and we'll support them i'm all for supporting them i'm all for praying for them i'm all for lending a helping hand where we can but let them fund their war and again, I know what you're saying. We fight the wars over there, so we don't have to. It doesn't come here. No, see, what you don't understand is we're living in a different day and time because the war is already here. The borders are open. The extremists live among us. They're here. I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm just telling you that's what the, that's the reality. Statistically speaking, based on the numbers, and the numbers never lie. They're already here. So you want to keep fighting that foreign war, focused on that foreign war, and neglecting your own field, folks. There's a huge principle there. So focused on everybody else's business that you forget your own, you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Uh, we love uh, Patriot Mobile and so thankful for their partnership with this show. They're good friends as well. They offer dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. So when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, and sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans, and first responder heroes. 100% U.S.-based customer service team will make switching easy easy keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. They'll help you. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. You go to patriotmobile.com slash chat or call them on the phone, 972-PATRIOT. You get free activation. If you remember to use the offer code C-H-A-D, I spell it Chad. Join me. Make the switch today. Patriotmobile.com slash Chad. Patriotmobile.com slash Chad. We'll be right back. Elon Musk was on uh, Joe Rogan. Uh pretty interesting interview. I obviously I don't have 3 hours to sit there, but I've caught bits and pieces of it and you know it, Elon is, is interesting things. I don't I don't care what you really think about Elon Musk. We all have our opinions on people and don't I'm not expecting anybody to agree with somebody completely. I never do. You shouldn't actually. Um but Elon uh, regardless of what you think of him, he's got some interesting thoughts on some stuff, and he's not afraid to say them. Being uh, basically the richest dude in the world helps you with that. Um, play, let's skip down to 10, guys. I, I want. To, uh, here's an interesting take. Uh, play clip number 10.
2: From the standpoint of, of the, some of people who used to be at Twitter, uh, the people are like, well, it's a, a big shift to the right. That is correct. It is a shift to the right because everything is to the right if you're far left. Everything is to the right. But, it's, but how many far left people have actually been suspended or, or banned from, from Twitter now X? Zero.
0: Now, the issue that I have, they not, may not be banning or whatever, but they are throttling. I can tell you that from personal experience. Mine has eased up a little bit in the last eh, three weeks, maybe. But they're throttling. And I don't know if that's because of Linda Iaconelli, who he hired on uh, to be the CEO. Uh, She is a former World Economic Forum uh, board member. So that immediately means I don't trust her. Uh, I saw a little bit of a shift after he hired her on. And so, yes, have you seen it go a little more to the right? Maybe in that. Uh, you know, Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, maybe because you're not seeing as much shadow banning and and banning, outright banning of conservative accounts. I mean, again, you look at uh, Shia Arashik, libs of TikTok. I mean, their demand was that she get booted off, deplatformed, kick her off of Twitter, not not let her have a voice, right? And uh, basically, that was the reality prior to Elon Musk. That that's not the way it should be. I mean, just because you disagree with somebody's opinion or their take on something, again, as I said yesterday in my wild-ass rant about the gay museum, um, those things don't equate violence. They don't equate violence. If, if I read something on Twitter and I take off and want to do violence to somebody, that's, that's a me problem. That ain't a, that ain't a somebody else's opinion problem. That's a, that's a mental issue that I have. If, I, if I'm reading something and I want to go out and beat somebody up, I mean, that's that's insanity. Now, again, where do you think these things that are happening? I mean, I, I've posted. You can go to my Instagram, go to my Twitter, at WatchChadX, whatever it's called. I've got some video posted up there. There's Ivy League students who are chasing down Jewish students. Um, there was the Cornell University student who was calling for um, people to follow Jews home, slit their throats, murder them, rape them. And he was, he was Asian. Did you see that? Uh, and he was under a Hamas screen name. Uh, I don't think people with that level of hate are becoming that way because they read a post on X. These people have mental issues. Now, where those mental issues stem from, again, is not from reading a social media post, uh, it's by and large the brainwashing that's happened in society, whether it's from public schools, institutions of higher learning, colleges, universities, uh, television, indoctrination. I mean, mainstream media, we can go down the line. Um, Yeah, I can tell you this as a person who's been running his mouth for a number of years, here on The Blaze or from the front seat of my truck or on whoever show I might appear on, my goal has never been to indoctrinate anybody. My goal is to equip people with information and then to say, now think critically about this and come to your own conclusion. Now, I get disregarded because I I make a living as a comedian. I get on stage, I tell jokes. But when I come on here, there are some serious issues in the world, and I'd kind of like to take a stab at those things. Um, And so I'm happy when a guy like Elon Musk comes along and enables people to speak their mind a little more freely. This idea that those opinions are just going to force violence on people or force people to go do violence. I just think that's a stretch. I really do. And I, I could be dead wrong on that. Um, Somebody might read a post and come after me because they've heard that I'm. A horrible human being, but I just don't think that's the way it works. I think there's a whole lot of indoctrination that's that's been going on. If you don't believe me, uh, we're going to go to clip one. If you don't believe me, look what Elon Musk had to say about Twitter and its relationship with the government. Play one. What was that like? Because that to me? That was the most bizarre. Was the Twitter files when you let Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi and all those guys get in the Twitter and the the response? Where Matt Taibbi gets audited. I mean which is just wild. I mean, it's just so blatant and so in your face.
2: Yeah, it's weird No, I I, I mean The yeah, to the, the which and, and by the way, Jack didn't really know know this but the degree to which Twitter was simply um, an arm of the government was not well understood by the public and uh, it, it was there was no it was whatever the official government I mean it was like Pravda basically um, you know, it's a state publication is the way to think of all Twitter it was a state publication
0: and was the justification from their perspective that they are progressive liberals they have the right intentions it's important that they stay in power the progressive liberals stay in government and power because this is
2: the this is their there, there was there was uh, basically oppression of um any, any views that would even, I would say, be considered middle of the road, um, but certainly anything on the, the right. I'm not talking about, like, like, far right. I'm just talking mildly right. The people, like, Republicans were suppressed at 10 times the rate of Democrats. Um, now, that's because uh, old Twitter was fundamentally controlled by the far left. It was, like, completely controlled by the, the, the far left. Boy,
0: we have done it to ourselves, haven't we? I said it on Sean Spicer's show this morning. Uh, the, the world, humanity has this crazy ability to destroy itself. <laughs> almost like a bloodlust. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit in the next segment where we're talking about this, this, this crazy desire for apocalypse that people seem to have right now. But take into account what Musk said there, and some of you might have just kind of droned out and drowned out what he was saying. But to say that Twitter is an arm of the government And that conservative voices were suppressed 10 times more than liberal voices? That it was like Pravda? Which was (laughs) communist Lenin's uh, mouthpiece? uh, Their mainstream media in Bolshevik Russia? Wow. Wow. Um, Government propaganda? Is that what I hear him saying? That Twitter was just government propaganda? I, dude, you got to let that stuff sink in. If if you think, listen, I'm going to say this, we're going to go to break. We're living America. I think we're living in the most enslaved nation in the history of the world. We're enslaved. We call ourselves and again, we're parading it under the banner of freedom and liberty. We're not free. You can you can't even control the information that's coming at you. We are enslaved. We work our asses off year round, pay those taxes only to see them give our lawnmower to the neighbor across the pond. We fight everybody else's fight. We have to keep paying for it. They can print the money. But again, just to keep us in check, they keep taking the money, the taxes. And what do we do? What do we do? We just keep on getting on these phones, getting on these tablets, getting on these laptops and just lapping up the misinformation that's being spread our way because they're only showing you what they want you to see so that it controls your mind. It controls your mind. We're inundated with it. So, no, it's not one tweet from Shia Rashik who's causing extreme violence. It's not one tweet. It's not one Facebook post. It's not one Instagram video. No, it's an entire society. The government has marshaled all of its forces of information against you to control the things that you see. We're the most enslaved people in the history of the world. You might not not hear the rattle of physical chains, but I promise you, mentally, we are in a cage. Guys, keep your guns clean. The best thing you can use is barrel buddy. Clean those guns, use those guns, train with those guns, and when you're done training, clean them again, okay? Barrel Buddy is an incredible, incredible little tool, man. It's a much better solution than anything you've been using to clean your guns with. They compress to fill the interior of your gun's barrel. They will clean the rifling grooves as you push it through with the rod. Uh, they come in seven different sizes, which means there's a size to match any caliber firearm you own. They're made of little polymers, so unlike the patches, they don't leave behind the residual particles, which makes them safer. They scrub. They collect the particulates. They absorb the remaining residue. You can even uh, lubricate your firearm with them. So it's a really cool little tool. I want you to pick some up and uh, support them because they're doing such a great job of supporting us. And uh, support your guns. Your guns need a bath, folks. And Barrel buddies, what you're going to use to give them that little... Uh, uh, give them that little sponge bath. That's right. Barrel Buddy's a new concept, better concept. It's a safer concept, so get some. You're going to love them. Go to BarrelBuddy.com. BarrelBuddy.com. We'll be right back. Yeah. I mean, I don't care who you're listening to. Uh, they all want apocalypse. It's weird, Brandon.
1: Yeah. it's uh, It's a little disconcerting, <laughs> you know. What did I
0: say to you? It's almost like they all want to be proven right.
1: Yeah, it just—it feels like a lot of the now the Muslims, obvious, like those are obvious. They're they're in it for the. Well, I'm talking about conservative voices. But yeah, it's the conservative Jews and and a lot of the Christians who. It just seems like they they kind of I don't want to say they want it, but it seems like everyone's on board with let's do the apocalypse now. Well,
0: I'll tell you the mindset that it reminds me of is how many people on the left were willing to just let America go to absolute waste because they hated Donald Trump. Yeah. And it's like, we want to make sure that Donald Trump fails. He's going to fail no matter what. I mean, we're going to shoot the pilot in the head. And so it don't matter if we die in the plane crash. And now conservatives are doing much the same thing because they want to be able to prove that everybody made a mistake with Joe Biden and this administration. I think the telltale signs of the Biden administration's failures are pretty much there. We don't have to blow up the globe to do it. Um, But it's almost like these people are just hungry for this and again again, you look at every movie that's been made over the last 30 years everything's about the end of the world you know (laughs) everything's about some kind of global armageddon Uh and now it's like they want that fulfilled just to prove
1: yeah and it's just it's just it's a different flavor when it's a religious conflict you know war war is war but you bring religion all three religions to be specific and that's just that's a different kind of uh uh-oh
0: yeah Yeah, Yeah, it really is. We've taken ideological warfare to the next level.
1: And, like, I get it. It's in the books. I'm not going to argue. Like, it's in the books, but I don't want to encourage it. Yeah. And it just just seems like everyone has already kind of given up on this isn't going to get better. Let's make it go as bad as possible.
0: Well, I started out the show by saying we may not be salvageable as a country. We may not be salvageable as a world. Yeah. Uh, People are so just desperately opposed to one another uh i mean there's there's no common ground i mean if if i go on twitter right now and say the sky is blue somebody's gonna be like f you you fake ass cowboy
1: yeah oh you want to just kill kill babies then yeah yeah well i said the sky was blue oh so you're okay with murdering civilians like yeah
0: donald trump's been indicted 91 times
1: yeah and i guess it's more so that it's voices who used to be rational who have just cranked it all the way up to 11.
0: Yeah, it's it's completely disingenuous, I can tell you that. Yeah. It's hard to have a critical thought or a conversation with anybody that wants to do that. And plus people hide behind fake names and fake avatars and everything else. It's like what world are we living in that we even take any of that crap seriously? Yeah.
1: Now, I mean, look, we'll Here be we are, good. Though. We'll be good. Wars great content. <laughs> it's not great for the planet, but it's pretty no. good to be in the the news industry when war breaks out.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's not it's not uh, good for the planet. That's for sure. Uh, if you want to keep up with the war, go to TheBlaze.com. <laughs> we'll give you all of the, uh, you know, the opinions, the, the editorials, the investigative journalism. We're getting further and further. We're getting more and more into investigative journalism, even documentaries, that uh, members of The Blaze will have an opportunity to to in, not only uh, educate themselves with, but enjoy the information. I enjoy learning. So uh, check it out. If you're not a subscriber of The Blaze, go to TheBlaze.com dot com or go to blaze tv.com slash chad use promo code chad sign up there but uh, also make sure you've got the blaze dot uh, com as well i love the new site check it out they spent a lot of money put a lot of energy and effort into it um yet again they posted another jason whitlock opinion piece on my facebook and i was like stop doing that stop doing that mostly i just like to stir the freaking pot and uh because i don't i don't you know, he likes to complain about Deion Sanders, and I don't want to fight a fight about Deion Sanders. Yeah, I like Coach Prime. <laughs> I mean, I, like I, I don't have any dog in the fight there. Yeah. Um, it's like, whatever, but Whitlock obviously doesn't care too much Personally, for Personally,
1: I'm looking forward to the top 10 fashion choices for the nuclear winter.
0: Man, I'll tell you, it's going to be uh, Rags and
1: Tatters. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and call it that.
0: RagsandTatters.com <laughs> for uh, your uh, global Armageddon winter, nuclear winter. <laughs> Uh, Hang tight. We're not done. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Uh, The weekend is coming. It's coming. Looking forward. Looking forward. I'm going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma, all weekend long. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Two shows on Friday, two shows on Saturday, one on Thursday. Come on. Never know who you're going to run into. We're going to have celebrities in the house. You didn't know there were celebrities in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They're going to be there. I'm bringing Jesse Payton with me. We're going to be there. Uh, Go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. And uh, check it out. Going to have some fun. Do a little little looking around when you're over at watchchad.com. And uh, see where else I'm going to be. I'm going to be in uh, Wichita, Kansas next weekend. Then we're going to be um, in uh, Tomball, Texas, as well as Marble Falls. Tons of stuff coming up, man. Got Little Rock, Arkansas. Got uh, St. Cloud, Florida, a bunch of stuff in between. A lot of, lot of little towns we're going to be in as well. Small Town Tour 23 is what we called it. Who knows what 24 is going to hold for us. But uh, don't forget, head over to uh, all of my socials. Go to my link tree on Instagram. You'll see the link in my bio. You'll see the place where you can pre-save. I'd be jolly, too. Coming out November 17th. It's the Christmas music that's going to rock the world, y'all. Tomorrow we'll get off the rails, I promise. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you then. Bye.